You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast, and today... Get ready, ladies and gents, and everyone else. <laughs> we got a comic book veteran, artist, creator. He got a dope book coming out right here from Asylum Press. Get ready to get that on pre-order because I got the man out here that's about to bless us with the knowledge of Fearless Dawn, the one, the only, Steve Mannion. <laughs> Woo! What up, Woo! You ready? You ready? I'm ready, man. Thanks so much for having me on, Al. Good to hear you, man. Good to see you. No, likewise, brother. Folks, you see that background of beauty there, of all that amazing oh. artwork and stuff going on. Yeah, we got the whole thing going on. I put all the ideas over here, and then I oh, wow. I'll lose them in the piles, you know. So <laughs> I try to keep them all pinned up all over the place. We got all top secret stuff there. You guys get oh, to see. Oh man, today. look Isn't at that, that man. Cool. Yeah, it's my little layer. This is how awesome. these folks brainstorm. This is this is great. It looks like the layer of a madman. Notes everywhere. It looks like a federal investigation is going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the crazy when the That's guy awesome. goes crazy on TV, right? He's solving the case. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you like the flashboard right now. What's going on? Anyway, oh, yeah. um, thank you for coming on. And you know, for people that don't know who you are, give them a little bit about yourself. Let us know where you're from originally, and what was your first taste slash love in fandom wow that's a good let's see steve mannion new jersey comic book jersey artist boy. i was always an <laughs> always an artist always in new jersey for the first uh 47 years of my life or something like that but um my dad liked frank frazetta he liked frank frazetta so i kind of saw howard Pyle and frank frazetta and stuff first but I think the actual first comic book I got was like Joe Kubert G.I. Combat or something. Oh, and back cool. then it was in the spinner rack, you know what I mean? So I'd be with oh, my yeah. mom in a pharmacy or something. They were all over, you know. And I always liked his covers. And I was very interested in uh, history and like the war. So I had to see a good, a, a well-drawn tank, you know. I'm like, ooh, that's a Stuart tank, you know. I knew my stuff. <laughs> <So laughs> it, it was the Joe Kubert covers. Because I'll commit a little... Uh, comic book blasphemy here but i remember i didn't know at the time but jack kirby's drawing like 19 books a month right <laughs> and he oh, draws yeah. this tank and it's a box you know with a and i'd be <laughs> bummed out like this is crummy art you know i didn't realize <laughs> now i could see he's he's a genius yeah. but at the time he's probably trying to get 10 other books out or something like that so i oh, sort yeah. of drifted from comics i i liked art a little more you know and mad magazine okay. was my big I probably my big fandom was like uh, the artists in Mad Magazine and going through those. I always got one shopping with my mom, the super specials and all that. And uh, one of them. Did had your mom the, know what you were reading at the time? Because, you know, oh, Mad, yeah, Mad, yeah. Uh, okay, she yeah, was with I was it. Probably, awesome. Yeah, I was probably 10, 11 or 12. I remember I had the one with the Fonz on it. So it was 1977. So I was probably 12 or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, we were a pretty open-minded family. We were pretty hippie and stuff like that. So, and she was, uh, she wasn't completely, uh, 
shutting them down, like throwing out a kid's comic collection in your ear or something like that. She was she was pretty open to getting me mad. It was good, clean, fun fart jokes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, back was, then. Yeah, it was, definitely yeah. was. Definitely was some good times. Awesome. All right, so you growing up as a kid then, you say you get in there from a spinner rack, but when you got home or around the neighborhood, or anything, did you have a group of kids that were into it or were you like the lone wolf and you geeked them? I, was, I wasn't really... Uh, I was more of an artist. I remember this guy, and we're Facebook friends now, but he was drawing a comic in class in the sixth grade. And it was like, mine was feces, man. But I think his was like third man. (laughs) And he was a fan, you know, but uh, I began to draw comics and we'd pass them back and forth in the class, you know. And we recently reunited. And I'm like, it's all your fault. (laughs) Because he got me to start to enjoy drawing stories and continuity because i always liked drawing i was always very good at drawing right. so it it steered around like that there was not a, a particular group but i was known as the artist in the group i had friends i wasn't completely oh complete wallflower or anything like that you know i was, okay. had a personality you know people liked having me around i wasn't good at sports but art I had <laughs> that good <laughs> got me out of a lot of trouble <laughs> oh, I, oh I, i'm pretty sure and probably got you a, a lot of wonderful opportunities <laughs> yeah it did it oh, did great so you know so well, all right so what was that art journey like then back in those days pre-internet i'm pretty sure right when you were on your mission what's that was my what yeah, when you start in your career, this is like pre-internet days, correct? Oh, yeah, it sure was. I uh, went to the Joe Kubert school at the end of high school. That flyer came into graphics. I was in graphic. I liked that a little more than the art class. We were printing T-shirts and stuff like that. You know? Oh, cool. All right. And they got a little Joe Kubert. And I was like, man, I always like drawing stories. You know, Maybe I'll give that a try. And I got in there and sort of fell off and didn't really do anything with it. But then I come back to the Kubert school and I got my lettering together. Joe Kubert always said, work on your lettering. And uh, yeah. DC Comics would troll Joe Kubert school for people for production. So at my first job, I got in the door in the production at DC Comics and you'd be fixing other lettering and art mistakes and stuff like that. They were done by freelance out of house and they yeah. come in house and they need them in the last minute. And there's a gang of us down there that used to do it. It's a pretty neat way to get in and uh, learn the, Talk about learn ground the floor. <laughs> yeah, definitely ground floor. But you got to know people and I started to get freelance and just kept working at it the whole time through, you know, keep my skills sharp because it looked like the good guy. You better be good. Joe Kubert school was one thing with the students and I'm looking back and forth. But then you're up there, you're looking at Art Adams. You, you know what I mean? You're oh, looking wow. at the, the stuff that's coming in. It's these artists are good. I was like, man, I got to keep my chops up. And I enjoyed it. Always enjoyed it all along. So it was a blessing. It was awesome. All right. So you said you stepped, was it during that time you stepped away or did you remain in the industry going forward from that point? Uh, I was up there from like 94, 94 to 98 or so. And uh, I started to meet people outside smoking cigarettes and I got freelance, you know, and I'd be (laughs) So I, I left. I decided I'm going to get out. There was as far as I could go. You're fixing other mistakes. I always had a yeah. yearning to take it freelance, you know, and, and made the That's jump. Nice. And I fell in with like Pearson Education Prentice Hall. I was doing uh, illustrations. Back then, the college students used to have to buy those big $400 books of overpriced books they make the kids buy. You oh, know? yeah, they need, man. They need little drawings in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for a little while. And then... uh 
it dried up over there. So I was like, my goodness, what am I going to do? And I had some Batman pages. I had a couple real good jobs at first. Not, I didn't stick yeah. around for good, but I like Batman or something like right after I got out of there and uh, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty. I did a whole issue of that real mainstream stuff. You know, my stuff's a little kooky. So it was, it was just a, a good, good pratfall there and how it fell into it. But uh, damn, you got a legend it, in drawing cap. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm, I was I'm like, pretty sure that was pretty exciting. Like, what? Cap? Oh, I couldn't believe it. I'm like Captain America already, and they're like, you don't do that. You come in, and I did do like uh, they had a smaller book, the Paradox Press books. I was doing a little for DC on that type of level, telling stories that way. But Batman and Captain America, that's a pretty good run out the gate. But then it just dried up. It dried up. I could have probably could have pursued it a little harder. <laughs> yeah, but I just fell in with the Pearson education. The money was good. And I sort of sure. quit for a little while. And that's All what right. made Fearless Dawn come up, though. All right. All right. So talk about that then. So you gave up for a while. You're, you're here in this place. So, you know, when did yep. that little spark come back? The itch, if you will, to, to do something? I, man, it was kind of like, Ali was sort of desperation. <laughs> like I had oh, these right. Batman. <laughs> they, give you, they give you back your pages, you know. And they get, I had this stack of Batman pages. And the Pearson education work dried up. And I was like, what am I going to do? eBay. I'm going to put these Batman pages on eBay, you know, and I went over there and put them up and they didn't do too good. Back in the day, they, I think I got, I was getting like 35 bucks and, some, and I saw the guys oh. were doing like the girls with the boobs, all shiny and stuff like Catwoman in these posts. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to try that for a 60 <laughs> bucks, you know, <laughs> and I started doing that like other people's character and putting them on eBay and yeah. they started doing real good. And much better than the Batman pages. And I could do like four of them, you know, in the time nice. it takes to do a comic book page. So there was like a year, I called it the the eBay, year of eBay, where I just lived <laughs> off of eBay. Yeah. And I, well, and I, no, that's pretty rad, though. I mean, yeah. you know, your your work is, is, is paying you. And you were doing this gig full time for the year? Yeah, that's what that was my job. Oh. I draw like Catwoman or Vampirella or I had sort of a round of them. And uh, put them up on eBay, and that would be my pay for the day. You know what I mean? And and wow, uh, nice. yeah, collectors, art collectors, comic book art—they started to get me on the side and go, "Hey, can you do the custom commissions?" And I started to get commission work. But I did feel kind of guilty about taking everybody else's character. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and exploiting them, <laughs> although I've been exploited all my life. I uh, yeah. and I said, "I'm going to draw my own and sort of get." get my own character. I had the idea for Fearless Dawn. I had drawn some other stories and stuff like that and a little bit of publishing along the way. And But she was a pretty solid idea that I had and just Who took it up them? there. And, and Well, what was that born of, Fearless Dawn? Like, where was I she born? How, long, how old is the character in your, in your universe, in your head? Man, I get, this was around 2004. I think 2003, I had the cover done and like the story kind of fleshed out. But in 2006, I finally had it published on print on demand myself. A couple guys were saying they were going to put it through Diamond. It actually made it into Wizard. This one guy was saying he was oh, the Wizard. Wow. Remember Wizard? And everybody's like, that you're magazine. a Wizard. And I didn't really know. Like, that's a star maker. At the time, it was going down. But there was a time you got an article in Wizard. You it was like getting on the Johnny Carson show, right? So uh, <laughs> Heck yeah, 
But that guy kind of flaked out on me. I had a couple of disappointments. And I said, I'll do it myself with this print on demand. We're very fortunate as artists nowadays that we could just hop over there and get, and I got a hundred of them. And it was rough. Nobody, it's hard to introduce a new character in such a fan-driven society, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or a hobby or whatnot. Yeah. Everybody, oh, there's a Batman toy. And I'd be there with the Fearless Dawn book. Hey, what about, oh, man, sitting at convention. Goodbye then from eBay. I met guy that draw the pictures and they said, Hey, there's a show down here at Hawthorne high school. I drive down there and met a guy. Hey, I booked the shows in New York. So now I'm on the circuit doing like local shows and stuff. You know what I mean? And that's where I started to sell the book on foot. And, uh, it was rough, but she stuck, I stuck it out and, uh, she's got a little audience, man. And it it worked out pretty good. (laughs) Lately I'm all fired up by this revamp and everything like that. So it's going to be, I'm looking forward. Oh my God. All right, yeah. so t- talk about first, you know, before we talk about the revamp, right? You know, you you're working with a big homie at, you know, the, the Asylum Press, you know, good yeah. stuff, right? So, what, you know, how did you get involved with Asylum to bring this baby there? You know, I was doing these all myself, like bringing them around in a cardboard box to these shows, and uh, once I had about four issues. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll collect and put it into the comic shops for you, you know? And so he did. We we solicited and got into, um, you know, Diamond Previews and and got it into all the shops. I think we we did about a 1,000 or something. It took us a while to sell them all. But, yeah, she got in there, and, and it was all done for him, and it was all done for me. So I said, yeah, what the heck? Here you go. Give him a big pile of work. <laughs> he prints it up, and uh, she, and the, the ball slowly rolled, you know, very – very slow incline my whole career has been. So it was, it was a good thing, man. And then, uh, love it. Love yeah, it. he had the idea for this. And then he said, let's do Fearless Dawn in color. And so we did the little mini series too with the four issues. I hopped her ahead real quick. Like she's like a teenager in the bomb. That's the one we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But I, I drew this character. She was like this uh, kind of bad girl, you know, and she went real good. This girl Helga with this cap on and stuff. And she did so good on eBay. I like went and started doing those stories right away. I could tell she like people liked her, you know. Yeah, so she I had like, something. I skipped all this continuity just to get to like the fun part, you know. <laughs> but it, it all worked out in the end. It was a good experience, man. I'm glad I did it now, even though it was all like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? You know, it it sort of now I got a solid little place, a little audience that I, I can make it with this character and. uh and enjoy what I, I want to do without really, although I could use an editor to, sometime, I'm a little sloppy, but no editorial, <laughs> like, oh, take that smile off of Batman. I can't tell you how many smiles I had to get. You know, he's very grim Batman yeah. when I was up at DC and, or, you know, yeah. so you'd have to take probably the smile would, off. You would have probably done a, a good Nightwing as Batman then, because <laughs> he was always yeah, smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Nightwing smiles a little more, right? Yeah, so as he, when he was Batman, he, he was smiling a lot. That's why kind of people was like, I don't think this is this is the, it's the same Batman. He's <laughs> <laughs> smiling too much. No, yeah, yeah we did those, but it's nice. Like I got a new character, and I draw him with these funny spikes, and sometimes they're gone and stuff. <laughs> this guy, Dino guy, but uh, it's all it's no, all no, a heck of a lot of fun. There we go. We got some of the yeah, screenshot. Man. That was yeah, the cover I had. Oh, it's a crime how much I had to sell that thing on eBay for, even before the book was published. But really? what can you do? I made ends meet, and it was a good thing, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, but right now, you, now the crimes are over. 
right? Testify, <laughs> as Blind Adam says. No more crimes, folks. You better start paying top dollar for this stuff. <laughs> that is beautiful, though. Look at that. Oh, thank you. We got the comments over here. Can I? Oh, I'd like to see some comments. That's good to hear. Yep, there's the bomb. That was Frank Forte's idea. He's like, put her on a bomb. So I did that one. That one just went for very good on eBay. I I put them up to kind of uh, troll eBay as well and put the news out there that the new book is up. So I'll say, hey, here's the cover. Take a shot. Maybe you'll win the auction. You know. And she did very well on eBay about a week ago. Dude, that that that's a tattoo right there. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I'd seen a couple of tattoos. Nice to see the man, you know, get around and a big uh, graffiti uh, mural of the, the, I got this one, Fearless Dawn's riding a dinosaur that I had done a while ago. And somebody did it all big on a wall like that. Oh, there he is. Oh, dude. I <laughs> love your, I love your style. I dig this style so much. You have no idea. Oh, thanks, Al. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I see the mad inspiration. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. That's the Brown Hole Jones character that I had published earlier. Has that yellow rat bastard feel, too. You know, remember that type of drawing? (laughs) A lot of fun. So that's that's everybody in the Fearless Dawn universe. Well, pre-Fearless Dawn, they're all saying it's sort of breaking the fourth wall there, and they're talking about how none of these characters are getting out, you know? And then they have a big party at the end. (laughs) <laughs> there. They throw a party. Oh, here what? She what? Where I? What's going on there? <laughs> this guy, I had to get something to entice the reader to get him on in there. So you uh, want a piece of this? And there you go. You got the, her main uh, bad guy there, the heavy. And she's, uh, it, it breaks, it breaks you into the, to the book. She begins to tell her story in a couple, couple pages. Oh, dope. I'm digging it. Or that that art is dope already. Thanks, so Al. what's going on? So there you go. They're kicking each other's ass here. This, this yeah. is typical. She's t- she's talking to the reader and like flipping this guy. She see the first panel. <laughs> she's biting him there. <laughs> Give him a bite. Then she kind of does a jujitsu over her shoulder there. Smashes him. Then she's got him in the headlock. The half Nelson punching him in the face there. I think that's a kick to the solar plexus there on panel four. And then he gives him one of these over here. And then as she walks away, he gets in a lucky shot at the end. Pam. <laughs> I love right. sound effects, right? Yeah, and you do your own lettering as well? Yeah, I love doing the lettering. It's, uh, it's mostly on my own, but I don't think I could be a letterer. Like, uh, But I really love how the, it's an a art form that, it really does marry uh, writing and drawing together. What a very uh, unique kind of art form in that respect, you know? So I really like to have the lettering be a part of the story as much as, uh, as much as anything, you know, very, very crucial in in my uh, book and I enjoy it. So I got to ask on her though. I mean, what is she like? Super power, super strong. Well, I mean, she's manhandling this man over here, like, like he's yeah. <laughs> there, there is a. She gets a little strong. I've probably overdone it in this <laughs> page, you know, just for uh, kind of comic relief, you know. But she's she's a scrapper. She knows how to fight and things like that. Oh, dude! But so she has no super. Here? No superpower. Yeah, I guess the party begins here, the zombie island party. These pages are a little out of sync, but okay. it'll still give the still give the viewers an idea of what's happening here. 
Yeah, exactly. Go buy the book and you have it in order. Hey. Yeah. You know, yeah. Go to the shop immediately and put ask, tell your LCS because I believe this is dropping in March, correct? Yeah. I think it's the end of March. It's gonna be set up and this might be like the last day to get it in. This is it. I enjoyed doing this oh, one. Wow, dude. Wow. This is this is a poster right here. Yeah. I should think of that. Put it on uh we did pretty well with a Popeye poster I had done a while ago. That, I, yeah, a published I think this Popeye will make cover. a great poster. This is yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. Get it <laughs> out there. Is that I like that she's like the good guy and bad guy. I keep the motif very simple here, you know, and she's got like the halo over there and she's smashing all those little devils, you know? Yeah, I'm all digging that sequence. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, thank See, you. Folks, what are you going to get? See, what are you going to get here, folks? So how many pages is this first issue? Is this just the one side? Is this an ongoing series? What are we getting here? This first issue is a re-release of a, ooh, this is the new stuff coming up. I was digging on oh. this the other weekend. but Oh, look at this. Yeah. It turns ooh. into a team book where they're all fighting monsters. But the first four bomb issues are being... We're re, we're printing them and sending them through her her origin story, which I put out it like I said in a small scale yeah. way back. This is probably 2010 or something that was all done. Okay, wow. So it hasn't right seen now. the light of day since. What's that? Is this the first time it's coming out since then? Yeah, yeah. It's oh it's wow, like, thirteen so inter- years. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm interested to see as she picks up. So it's a great jumping on point where you get to learn about it. And I'm, of course, been doing things all along. So we're going to actually flip-flop in between the months. And I'm going to release new one-shots, so to speak, in between each uh, bomb part of the miniseries. Four-issue miniseries. I actually found the fifth issue unfinished. So I think we're going to finish that one up, too. So we'll have a nice little, <laughs> nice little run of books coming up. It should be a monthly book. Like at least for six months until I croak from doing them. I gotta draw the new ones. But I got we got a lot. I got a pretty good start on it and some good ideas coming out. But this is great. This is team eight. And these are two characters that I introduce into the Fear of Stone universe. I've been doing it long enough. I'm starting to have a universe. I'm like, oh, those doctors. And I took the doctors out of <laughs> issue four. And- how do you how do you feel about that? I mean, do you really treat them, you know, in that facility you know they're real to you you having the conversations yourself i yeah i've had that experience where it almost wrote itself you know once i knew the characters especially with the bomb when i was first doing it yeah i had that experience where i or if somebody said something like i'd say they they wouldn't do that you start you do yes (laughs) you begin to think like nah she's a little more scared than that she wouldn't be that bold or whatever you know but sure i've had that experience and try to always think what kind of personality they have, the backstory on them and stuff like that. And that's it. The team eight is going to be. And now there's only two of them here because the six other ones are dead, killed by monsters. But there's a big monster Ooh. porthole opens up like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. So Fearless Dawn's coming in, Dino Guy, Tina Gunn, Johnny Nowhere. And that the Speedball Murder Drone is that little happy looking uh, robot drone guy there and 50 caliber <laughs> machine guns come out of him and he shoots zombies and stuff it's gonna be great <laughs> and, and this zombie here that who, who he's the he's the bad big bad yeah he's big bad the black skull and he's like frankenstein in part you know he's always doing all weird things i had a backstory where he's like uh he makes his money 
he gets into like a hot topic. He's coming up with like goth clothing, you know, but he's crazy. <laughs> so at night he's like the Frankenstein's, the uh, Dr. Frankenstein making all sorts of monster people and stuff like that in a monster army or something. And he's always messing with the black magic and all that. So it's going to be kind of neat sort of toss up. He'll show up and other monster fun along the way. Dude, I'm so ready for all of this. Oh, Al, thanks so much. All of it. Yeah, all of yeah it. I've been feeling really passionate about it, too. I think this, I hope it comes through in the books, because I'm having a blast doing it. And, and well, just the pages I saw. Just seeing the yeah. pages I saw, and then you telling me the new stuff, and I see this yeah. even bigger difference. Like, whoa, oh, my God, this is this is going to be a monstrous book, no pun intended. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. But grace of God, we'll see what happens. But it'll be all right, man. Yeah, and how many pages of the books again? The the Fearless Dawn Bomb is going to be 32, 31 pages about. And it'll be like the main Fearless Dawn story will be like 16 to 20 pages. And then it's sort of got some filler shorter stories. Because I always drew a little short story, other side characters and stuff like that. So it's a bit of an anthology like that. But there is a continuity to the Fearless Dawn storyline through the four books. So about 31 pages. We've been trying to save a page or two for uh asylum press to get some ads in there you know and, and then the <laughs> new mean, books they gotta they gotta get some ads you know they gotta oh yeah he's like come on steve you gotta give me a back cover or something. <laughs> <laughs> so no problem yeah we got him in there and he's a good man he's been really good to us and stuff so it's gonna be all right and the new books it's funny i you just put up this shot of them shooting yeah. out of the car and i i had that i was trying to cram it into one issue and start getting really long so i it might be weird too. I might have like two issue runs like that and stuff. I'm like, I got to bust this into a second issue. So I didn't even get to the fight scene yet. That's like the little skirmish at the beginning. And <laughs> then they have, oh yeah, they have their first group meeting, the team eight and everybody. And there's finally eight of them again. So that's pretty good. So it, it ought to be a fun. I think I'm going to keep them. They'll be like, I keep the content pretty heavy, 24 to 30 pages. It'll be around there. The books be a nice fat book for sure. A, a good bang for the buck. That's all I see. That is what independent provides, all right? Not Amen. those skimmy yeah. little other books that the big publishers provide that you could read in less than, what, five minutes sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> no, these ought to be good. They're, and uh, Cold, Fearless Dawn Cold's coming out. That's like basically Fearless Dawn number 10, which including the bomb, boy, I'm up to like 15 books or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that'll so, be... All right, so... Within all the 15 books, is there an underlying theme that you've kept in continuity then through all those yes. 15? Okay. Yes, there is. And I, especially with the characters, like she had this dog that took this combat drug and turned it into a giant dog. And he comes back, there's like a giant monster dog. I got this kind of handful of characters to pick from, you know, and Ooh. it's really helping. Like like you were talking earlier, like write itself. Like, why doesn't it be those two wacky doctors from issue four, you know? And I bring back these two doctors and stuff like that. Like, oh. sure, yeah, we, we're grooving on all sorts of people in the universe like that, you know? It's and that's actually good. great because once they, you, we start seeing this be something else in a different media form one day, you know, these are going to become collector's items. It'd be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice. It'd be I, nice. I, I... <laughs> oh, come on, man. Let's manifest, brother. Like, if, if, if you had... An option, you know, let's manifest an option to turn to something else. What would you want? Oh, man, come on. I saw this thing on the line the other day. And so he's like, if they came to your and said, Steve, can we have your character? So he was putting out a question of the day kind of thing. And 
Yeah. Would you sell out? I'm like, yeah, I'd sell out. I'd sell out <laughs> so fast, man. Oh, God, are you kidding? <laughs> he wouldn't Come be out. fearless. But fearless. Oh, no. Toma. <laughs> I just think, I, oh, they'll steal it. That's what, I'll think up another stupid idea. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to take it. I had a lot of that coming. People were always like, oh, my God. Aren't they going to steal it? You know, when you no. put your work well, out there and stuff. And I don't know. I don't like running with the fear yeah. like that. You know, just get it out there and try to do the best you can. Think yeah. up another thing if somebody rips it off. But I've been all right. But if, that. If, but if you want this to be something, like a cartoon or movie, which would you choose? Either. I tell you, either, either. one. You don't give if a I shit. I care about the money. Yeah. Get it out there. Up, <laughs> and I worked it. You know, I was working with. Uh, Hellboy with Mike Mignola, and he sort of told the whole story of how Hellboy, and then he gets in Hollywood with Hellboy, and it took so long, it was yeah. like the thrill was like gone by the time it's finally happening. He's he's finally on the set in Belgrade or something like that, making the second movie before it all. But he, they totally changed it, you know. It became yeah. like the, like the director's Hellboy instead of his own vision, and there was a time for him to step back and let let his child go, you know, and it is neat to listen to him talking about that. And oh, yeah. What, so I don't know. A recent documentary where he was talking about yeah. that and whatnot. Very, very good documentary. Yeah, I got it. It was a Kickstarter. That was, fan- that was great. I watched it the other yeah. day. He's a really neat guy. But I don't know, cartoon? Cartoon would be cool? Live action? I, I used to think about the actor that would play Fearless Dawn. Or, and, uh, if you could have that, yeah. That Living cool or dead. If Living that? or dead. Living or dead actor. Now that it's funny, by the time I was thinking of it, those girls are kind of it's sad. Hollywood, you know, they're like forty now. But Kate Beckinsale looked like she would have been a good Fearless Dawn at one time, but she still looks pretty great though. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. She can maybe pull it off, but I don't know. I th- I used I to think of that more, and now I just kind of <laughs> enjoy it, you know. But uh, I can't wait. Yeah, can't it's gonna wait. be a lot of oh. fun, man. Are you working on any other projects outside of the Fearless Dawn universe? I am. Yes, I've had somebody come uh, come along, and I'm doing actually some pretty extensive graphic novels. It's sort of a hush-hush job that I'm working on on the slide, but it's a, it's but, a long-term job, and it's good. He's been very, very good to me, you know, and it's excellent. And he, I think he understands. I actually had to hire somebody on to help me a little bit with it so we could get the Fearless Dawn books out. Because it's a heck of a lot of work getting all the comic book pages done and stuff like that. And so I've even got somebody on and he's doing a heck of a job of getting the, getting the goods out to everybody. But sure, I'll pick up a little bit of freelance. I turn in a lot of it away, but this one I couldn't pass. He made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So Hey. <laughs> I'm working with You're that. You're looking like the I got it done, kiddo. Yep. Don't you worry. I <laughs> love keep it. him happy. So oh, it's a good so- thing. Are you going to be doing any conventions where we could be seeing you anytime soon? <laughs> we are going to do, we're down here in North Carolina now. I was saying New Jersey all my life. All right. And they have a big show, Heroes. Do you know about the Heroes show? Heroes Con? Yep. Nice. So we're going to, okay. yeah, we finally booked that after all this craziness the last few years. We're finally kind of getting out of the house, sticking our head out of the turtle shell here a little bit. <laughs> So we'll be doing that one. I saw a couple other ones, but I'm not real feisty to get on the road. I'd really like to sit here and uh, get these books out and sort of get a, get the audience cooking again, you know? Uh, so get it done, and, and then you'll worry about shows. But, you know, get yeah. the audience. I hear you. I hear you. So what do you do then? You know, do you market it yourself? You know, do you work with, with uh, asylum in marketing? I mean, well, do you have a learning curve? <laughs> I hear you 
Well, I, but again, I, I think it's I'll, a little bit. It's like a little bit of all three. And Frank's really good. He's already sent me like three. I got a big wall of podcasts over here. January 9th, 17th, 26th, March 27th. So he's got. He's like he sends me. Business. Hey, and he's a hustler. So he's got me some good. Uh, yeah. Some good fun interviews and stuff to do as the books come out. So we do a little bit of that. Of course, you keep it. I keep a presence up on the Facebook. And Instagram, I like a little more, and even a little Twitter. I'll usually hit all three if we have new news or something like that. I've done Kickstarters in the in the past and stuff like that. And going to locals, we actually it was really neat when the we uh, me and Frank Forte over at Asylum Press we put out the uh, Fearless Dawn shorts book, and it's got like these short stories in it. I was so tired at one time, all I could draw was short stories. So I got like a bunch <laughs> to fit thirty two page, but you get like a bunch of eight page stories of Fearless Dawn, you know. And it came out nice, but he took it through the shops a little while ago. And uh, I went on the road with that and did a couple of really neat shows. Really saw a, a cool community up in Maryville. Is it Maryville? Kentucky. But, man, it was great. All the people that came in, they were really supportive of my stuff. And uh, it was in this old radio. It's called uh, 1942, the Golden something. Uh, the Golden Age, 1942 is the name of the shop. Okay. And Dave. Oh, uh... Yeah. And they were running it there. And it's in this old uh, radio station. So there were all these like back rooms and booths that you used. And they had like couches set up and people were hanging out. And they, it was a really nice to see oh, the comic nice. book community together up there. And everybody was super friendly and, and enthusiastic about, you know, their hobby and stuff like that. And, and uh, I'm telling you, see, like, for me, there, this you know? is, that's the real comic book community. What you see yeah. on social media, those are just bots and haters. Don't don't pay attention to that hate that that stuff dies to spread because the community is just that. You are the second creator that I've spoken to today that has said that. Very welcoming and oh. fun community. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm glad you said that because it can really seem a little negative out there sometimes. But, man, I got up there and there was a lot of love, man. I'm like, did that guy leave? Oh, no. And I look over to the counter, and he's buying his book. And he's just there hanging out, and everybody's laughing and getting lunch and stuff. You know, it's, yeah, that's cool. a re- that was a pretty healthy one that I had seen up there. They've all been good. Asheville over there at the shop, it was a fantastic one. So we were going to hit those again. Local shops have been they're, – they're a little bit of hard work, but they've been very gracious. They give me a hotel. It was far away, so we have to get an oh, overnight nice. hotel or something like that. But I'd like to do more like that, like hands-on, getting to know the community on foot, like right back to the ground floor like that. It was it was an awesome experience. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, dude, you preaching. Uh, that's what it yep. should come back to, you know. Yeah, the social media is nice, but it, it, it also keeps you detached from the community, really. It's not really as connecting as you think. It, it's nice to shake a hand or just see somebody face-to-face, you yeah. know what I mean? And oh, actually, they, an expression and not letters. <laughs> yeah, it's so much. And then you then you see him on Facebook. You're like, oh wow, there's Dave, and you make friends. You know, it's really it yeah. does make the relationships a little deeper to see eye to eye. You know, and conventions, yeah. of course, provide that. But the local local shops as well, and they, every a lot of them seem open to having us artists over there and stuff. So next one we're doing up in Maryville. It's good for them. Because they never know how it's foot. It's a great idea. It's foot traffic for them as well because they never know how big your fandom could be as well oh, yeah. within that local community. Oh yeah. man, Steve's at that shop. Let's go. I know I'm gonna see something good <laughs> or guess something good right now. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, it's good. And there was like a sharpie 
factory in town. So they had like all these sharp. I got like bags of uh, complimentary Sharpies from everybody. Oh, right. <laughs> so they the person had a job in Sharpie or, oh, I retired from Sharpie. It was cool, man. Too yeah, fine. it really is. Yes. Comic book people are good people, you know. It's a really nice experience. Uh, are you telling me you're going to start eBaying bags of Sharpies now? <laughs> oh, man. If the spread was a little better, I probably would. <laughs> I didn't make that much on the spread. That's but, oh, I, I use them. Me and my daughter, my daughter loves Sharpies and stuff like that. She's getting into drawing cats and stuff. We got some art lessons. She's a fantastic. She's a joy. So oh. she is messing with the Sharpies. We're stocked up on Sharpies. <laughs> we have to Sharpies, man, for years to come. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. Free commercials for you guys. Sharpie, you know, you can email us. Hi, guys. <laughs> That's right. Sharpies, got to use them. I like them. Uh, some of them now, some of the art buyers, and I think they're right. The Sharpies, they turn they turn purple, like, after a few years. So you, I, I, I went a little crazy with them on the original art. But some of the buyers were like, I don't know, man. And it's true. If it, in like 10 years, they fade to purple and stuff. You ever see some of those old Alex oh, Toth word. pages and stuff? Yeah, they just huh. turn brown and yellow out. Any way to protect that? I don't think so with a Sharpie. It's kind of unstable uh, formula. You know what I mean? It's not the okay. hottest. You look for, you got to look on the thing. I'm like, most things, they get, it'll say archival on there or something like that, you know? Ah. So you, Archive link says right here on these. I use a heck of a lot of these type of things. But not good old shark. It says permanent. <laughs> but that's, I don't know. You're on your own other other than that. I think I've had them, even if it sits on top of another page for like 12 years, a little yellow will go through onto the other page and stuff. So they're probably mm. right. It's probably not the most stable. But I love them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome. Best commercial ever for free. There you go, folks. All right? Yeah, so there you Steve, go, Sharpie. You are a hell of a fun guest. Thank you. Um, thank you for doing such a fun book. Again, oh. you know, the book drops in March, folks. So you need to go yeah. run to your LCS right now Yeah, and, and get this on pre-order ASAP. Yeah. I think we All got right. the swimsuit special coming out on, uh, like, Ooh, next Wednesday or something. The, the books are starting special. to pump yeah, so be keeping an eye out for that one, folks. That'd be awesome. Well, we'll, be, uh, we'll be rolling into town. So see, they're making us books to keep us warm through these cold days. That's right. <laughs> be nice, man. Al, thanks so much for having me, man. It was a lot of fun with you. No, thanks for coming on, folks. And again, check out asylumpress.com for dope books. That's our man, folks. All right, and then you go Steve on Twitter is Steve Mannion FD on Instagram Steve underscore Mannion underscore Comics and on YouTube at Steve Mannion. One, two, three. Where that's right. And of course, check out my you know my page, comiccrusaders.com, the extended family undercover capes.com. Folks, much love. Thank you for tuning in. You know what it is. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love. <laughs> Wepa! Thank, Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 